Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello! everybody and welcome to our second of the Football Ramble World Cup specials in association with history. Of course, we've got five of these World Cup specials in total. We started way back in 1990 with Cameroon's incredible defeat of world champions Argentina. We'll be finishing with a look at the time a 23-year-old David Beckham was sent off for England against Argentina in 1998. This week... We've got Roberto Baggio's penalty miss in the 1994 World Cup final. Now, these five World Cup specials are brought to you by History, who in celebration of the World Cup are broadcasting 24-7 football documentaries for two weeks starting on the 28th of May. You can watch History on Sky Virgin, BT or Talk Talk. There we are, gentlemen. Luke, Jim and Peter here to talk about that sad time. Roberto Baggio, an infamous moment in World Cup history. Mm. He skied his penalty to uh, hand Brazil the World Cup trophy in the 1994 World Cup final. I remember the feeling of uh, of Baggio missing. The sinking feeling. Baggio was one of those players that everybody loved, even if for some reason you didn't like the Italian team or or whatever. He sort of seemed to transcend um, his own nationality, in a sense. He was just a global star that everybody really loved and seemed like one of the good guys. It was just... uh, I I still remember the bitter moment of it. Where does his nickname sit in the great pantheon of nicknames? It's right up there, isn't it? The divine ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, it was less of a ponytail, more of a rat's tail, wasn't yeah. it? But it was still, it seemed, it looked very kind of like um, foreign exchange student where they'd come over and you'd, mm. and, you'd be, and you'd be like, what is, is that a thing over there? <laughs> but Does everyone still, have them? But he was yeah. so oh, handsome. one of mine. So handsome and such a cultured footballer. You, you just let him get away with yeah. it because yeah. he's just so and, good. And this is a different challenge for us this time around because last time we talked about, obviously, Cameroon beating Argentina, sort of great celebration for anyone who's not Argentinian. And you get right into it and you think this is a fantastic moment. But while we understand this moment is hugely important and a, a classic, iconic moment, yeah. Not really a happy one for anyone other than Brazil. Yeah. Not even enough bloody happy ones, thank you yeah. very much. This moment showed what a cruel game it can be. Absolutely. One of the world's finest players on the biggest stage making a very decisive error. Uh, and so, as you say, look, a very different feeling. Um, the World Cup, of course, to give a bit of background, was held in the United States of America, of the Americas. Yeah. <laughs> the United States of America for the first time ever, um, despite the country not being into football uh, as much as previous hosts uh, of, of the World Cup finals, the US still boasts the highest average attendance with nearly 69,000 spectators per game. They've got some big stadiums, though, to be fair. Well, and they filled them. And they filled them. All right. Hello, Rose Bowl. (laughs) Um, The final was contested between Italy and Brazil, two of the pre-tournament favourites. Now, Brazil got into their stride pretty quickly in in the first round. They topped their group with seven points. They beat the US in the second round after Leonardo was sent off for elbowing Tab Ramos. That was a... Horrendous assault, oh. befitting of one Benjamin Massing. Yeah. <laughs> no, Massing wouldn't have done that. No, he uses his feet only. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes yeah. boot, sometimes not. And thigh. Um, <laughs> but uh, Bebeto got the goal, of course. He and Romario formed a very effective partnership mm. up front on the pitch for Brazil. They put out the Dutch in the quarterfinals, 3-2 in the semi. They beat Sweden 1-0. No one really doubted Brazil 
uh, would 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 go all the way, and few would bet against them. Any uh, love for Sweden and Bulgaria both being in the semi? Oh, lovely yeah, stuff! Amazing, yeah. It is lovely stuff. Yeah, that. but this isn't about them. Sadly, could have been, but it, but be. it isn't. Yeah, um, they now, played their part. Indeed. Now, Italy, on the other hand, had a very different approach to the final. They nearly messed it up on more than one occasion. They started their campaign with a one-nil loss against the Republic mm. of Ireland, thanks to that Ray Houghton goal. And also, that that was the game in which Paul McGrath delivered. One oh. of the best defensive performances I have ever seen. Mm. It was like the old um, famous newspaper headline, just adapted. Two thirds of the world is covered by water. The other third is covered by Paul McGrath. <laughs> he was <laughs> incredible. And, everything on his head. Everything. And, every ball that went in, every kind of loose was, ball he was clearing. It's like his head was a giant magnet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know that wouldn't really make any sense because the football isn't made of metal. No, but maybe a someone Hoover. Put, someone, Hoover put, head. someone put a metal core. <laughs> yeah, his head was like a giant Hoover. Yeah. And as soon as the ball came near his head, he put it on blow. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. Like it became a leaf blower. Yeah, yeah. it did. It's, it's a he part, sucked it so in and then blew it away. It's a little known fact about Paul McGray. He goes into, his, uh, into it in depth in his autobiography that yeah. his hair, he was born actually with a half vacuum cleaner, half leaf blower head. That's yeah. right. And it's very, very. Uh, very and that game uh, testifies to it. Well, and, and, and to, to be serious just for a moment. Going into that game, who would have thought that um, the, the defender we'd be talking about the most would be Paul McGrath? Because, mm. of course, Franco Baresi, one of the great defenders of all time, mm. um, ends well, up going off injured. Okay, yeah. and he makes a miraculous comeback um, in the final itself, which we'll come on to, which is ridiculous, by the way. Mm. Um, but yet, people come away from that game talking about Paul McGrath because and he was so good. Uh, Paul McGrath, and well, I mean, for me, I, I think I've spoken about this before. This was my first World Cup. This is the World Cup that really got me into football properly. Like, and it was Roberto Baggio who got me into football. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to a lesser extent, the Ireland team as well, because I think they had, a, they did have a great run, and they seemed to really enjoy themselves. And mm. Jack couldn't get the water of the boys. Jack, Jack Charlton's um, secondment as a representative of the uh, water board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you remember that? I, that I do, I do. But they beat a very much fancied Italy. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a great shot, Pajuka, just reaching. He didn't. He never seemed like the tallest goalkeeper in the world. He Jonathan seemed off, he was off his line. Pick, massively off his line yeah. as well. You don't see keepers do that very often unless um, it's a one-on-one situation. It wasn't a one-on-one situation, <laughs> if I remember rightly. Yeah. And he just, he managed to get, it was called a lob, but it was more of just a really yeah. good hit, really. I don't uh-huh. know. It, would it be outrageous for me to suggest that Pagliuca, fantastic goalkeeper, of course. Is it outrageous for me to suggest that he was very lucky to start the final? Because well, it, I, because he was sent off in the second game. Well, absolutely. Mm. So the, uh, Italy lose their first game. Now, you can lose your first game and still go through. And this is an Italian thing, isn't it? They are known for starting tournaments slowly and growing into absolutely, them. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and don't forget... Um, uh, it's a 24-team format, mm-hmm. so Italy, didn't, Italy eventually finished third in their yeah. group, but they still qualified. Right, yeah. These days, you finish third, it's, it's curtains. That's mm-hmm. right, yeah. So they, they, they then play Norway. So they've got tough but winnable games against Norway and Mexico. They'd still be the favourites going into those two. Against Norway, after 22 minutes, Pauluk is sent off, and Italy is staring elimination in the face. Yeah. What does Arrigo Sacchi, the manager, do? He needs to bring on Marcus Gianni in goal. He takes off Roberto Baggio. And I remember the co-commentator who may have been Liam Brady, but I can't quite remember. Definitely the co-commentator just said, Saki is gambling his whole job here. And yeah. it was a huge gamble. Baggio had won FIFA World Player of the Year the previous year, and and much was expected from this man. He had a, a very uh, he had a great impact on the 1990 tournament for Italy. Scored a, a great goal I think, oh, against Czechoslovakia. This is when he comes into my um, to my mm. purview because um, as a nine year old watching World Cup 90, 
seeing that Roberto Baggio goal against Czechoslovakia, that captured my imagination almost like nothing else. Mm. That Back in the day, that World Cup, was, as we've talked about before, the World Cup was uh-huh. so exotic. It wasn't regular to see these brilliant players all the time. He plays a 1-2 with um, the Prince, Giuseppe Giannini, who was mm-hmm. Totti in Roma before Totti was around. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great player. Um, and Baggio does the rest. And I, I still remember the commentary from the goal. If you watch it back now and see the original commentary, listen to the original commentary. It's not the commentary I remember. So I think what's happened is my parents must have VHS recorded mm-hmm. the highlights or something. And the, the commentary I remember is, um, he says, uh, just look at the way he glides from deep, shimmying past defenders and the ice call finish to be followed by the inevitable white hot celebrations as Baggio mania has swept Italy, right? <laughs> And and see, I can vividly remember two other pieces of commentary. Right, for that okay, goal. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fair to say, fair to say, it's an iconic goal. But yeah. Baggio's tournament in 1990 was one of a player being introduced from the bench. He was yep. a young player coming through. 94 was the one really where everyone was like, "This guy is, as you say, one of the world's best." Well, in 93, well. he was voted FIFA quite, player of the quite. year. You know, so so there he was, and he's taken off. In yeah. their hour of need, he has seemed to not be the man by the manager. And, and just, just to cut in, again, very quickly, at the risk of boring everyone to death, it, it's interesting to me this because Baggio plays in Serie A in a period of time where the manager is king. So you've got this, um, this cult status around managers where players are used to interpret um, positions and roles that the manager dictates to them. Arrigo Saki comes in and, and wins back-to-back European Cups with a, and he, and he wants, and, and the thing to play is a four four two. Now, for a player like Baggio, he was an instinctive player, a skillful player, a really tricky pick a pass, take on a player type. Uh, type number type ten, really. yeah, number ten. It doesn't, it doesn't immediately fit in with how football was played in Italy at that time, which is another part of the reason why I think that when you think of Baggio now, you think of him in an Italy shirt. You don't think mm. because he didn't really spend an awful amount of time or, or have some iconic, legendary stint like a Totti or a De Rossi at Roma or a Del Piero at Juventus. He, some of his best years are at Juventus. He, yeah, moved, he moved around, but he played for Juve, Milan, Inter, and I think that's what unifies people as loving him as a really, really iconic player in Italy because his best moments simply mm. were in Italian uh, in an Italian shirt. Absolutely right, and and that Italy side, the names roll off the tongue: Pauca, Costa Curta, Maldini, Baresi, Albertini, Dino Baggio, Roberto mm. Baggio. Casiraghi, Signori, Zola as well, who's quite young at the time. Do you think Dino Baggio would have liked to have been a relation? I think well, I think Dino Baggio <laughs> had a very good tournament himself, yeah. actually. And I think in that game, did he not score the goal against Norway? He definitely got one, Which yeah. was, was absolutely crucial. And they won the game. Then they drew one all with Mexico. They squeezed into the second round as the fourth best and final third-place team. Every... <laughs> every um, team in that group got four points I think Italy go through in third on goal scored I think yeah it, oh they just got through and Incredible. no more um, into the second round Italy faced a good Nigeria side who had some players themselves they captured the imagination didn't they similar yeah, to, they did. to Cameroon in 90 Amanike and uh, Amakachi yeah. yeah that's right yeah wow. scored some great goals in, in, the, in the first round the uh, the dog weeing celebration Jimmy would have enjoyed oh, yeah. that one <laughs> I remember that yeah um, but Nigeria they went 1-0 up in the first half and Italy struggled mm. and this is Italy side that says struggle the past the first round and people are thinking surely against this very very uh, talented Nigeria side they might come they might they, this might be the, the end of them in this tournament Zola's given a straight red card after he'd been on the field for you know sort of 10 minutes or so as a sub I can't remember if I mentioned this in the last one of these we did about Cameroon but that decision on Zola for me is the worst I, I, I pr- probably the worst World Cup decision 
disciplinary-wise I've ever seen. <laughs> De Jong? Uh, you, that's, I can sort of understand that, though. I can't... Mm. Under, with the De Jong thing, how Webb is coming from the blind side, I don't think he fully understands what's happened. Mm. Marcus, I think you might slightly disagree with me on this. The Zola tackle, where he gets sent off for sort of putting his body in the way of the defender, and fine, his foot comes in quite high, but not really in any dangerous way. It's impossible. It's one of those ones where it's impossible to imagine the referee's going to pull out a red card. Like, mm. and, 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 it, and you can tell because it decimates Zola. It, he's, does. He's, it, it breaks his heart right there in front of you. It's like when Ralph Wiggum has his heart broken by Lisa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right in front of your eyes. He just collapses to the ground. I remember mm. it being a real shock at the time. Yeah. I think at moments before that, though, Zola is pushed off the ball or something and he feels like it's a foul and moans. Then he gets back up and runs really And it determined. looks like retribution. It does, to, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, and I think yeah, that probably yeah, yeah. didn't do... I think he does catch the player slightly, but I think and the player made the most of was it. it. It was his World Cup debut as well, I think. I think it was, off yeah. The bench. How long did he last? It's about 10 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, not, not too good. Um, his career turned out. Okay. Anyway, Italy staring elimination in the face. They're down to 10 men. There's two minutes left. And then, gentlemen, what happens... Romario scored. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did another game somewhere. Yeah, he probably claimed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Roberto, ba- in the words of the commentator, finally, Roberto Baggio delivers. Finally? Mm. Well, because well, that, this that is, that he's my hero. Though, it? <laughs> yeah. No, but in, in the group stages in general, he hadn't he, he, he hadn't delivered and mm. there was so much pre-tournament hype about him. Yeah. And I remember, I imagine you were the same, Pete, because I know you love Baggio as much as, as I do, especially when I was when I was that age. I re- You know when you really are willing a player to do well? Yeah. You know, you've been talking them up as the, in the playground as the player that's going to be the best player in the yep. tournament you feel like he you know your your reputation is riding on this guy <laughs> yeah. and then he started delivering he just it just opened up exactly <laughs> and he got the second is if you watch the slow motion you can actually physically see the moment he puts the whole team on his back for the rest of the time <laughs> <laughs> but when he scores the the relief around that italian side and the way Baggio celebrates is like yes i've arrived that's my moment and i'm going to make the most of it we're now. up and running exactly and he scores the he, he a makes penalty. the penalty he makes the penalty as absolutely well. right scores and 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 2-1 and they're in the next round and we'll pick up that after this Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the second of our World Cup specials in association with history, where we're looking back at the penalty miss by Roberto Maggio in the final of the 1994 World Cup in the US. Now, of course, Italy have now gone through against Nigeria. And this was really when his tournament erupted, I suppose. It was in the knockout phases. We see individual players light up tournaments like Maradona in 86, Scalacci and Lothar Mateus in 90. Mm. And, and Baggio, along with Romario, became the man of this tournament. Um, Romario for Brazil, Baggio for Italy. They were really the, the two. The aren't they? they were kind yeah, of absolutely usually. right. And uh, in Italy, then play Spain in in the quarterfinals. Dino Baggio had a fine tournament himself. I think all the Baggios represented themselves very well <laughs> in, in the '94 World Cup. Um, he, he scored uh, Spain equaliser. Good Spain side who really, really tested Italy and went toe to toe for them. Last minute, Baggio runs through, rounds the keeper, scores. But he sort of roars the ball past the keeper, and yeah. the keeper just goes, "Oh." 
Yeah. Fiddlesticks. <laughs> and then and then he slams it home with such pace. The defenders actually yeah. right the gap in front is very of the ball. Yeah. He can't yeah. like he, he can't get his foot because he hits it so hard, but so um so, so tight. It's such a tight angle. Like the defender just can't get his foot on it. And it's like it's agonizing for this mm. manager to It really is. Sure that was a real sort of key of, of his game, wasn't it? It was the, it was that precision. Everything had this sort mm. of slick elegance mm. to it. And if there was a very tiny narrow corridor that he'd had to get the ball through, that wasn't a problem. Yeah, he's another one. Of those, he's, he's another one of those kind of like players that you know historically will be compared to Lionel Messi and sort of got. Yeah, obviously, he didn't have such a stellar career, but he he was still up there, wasn't he? He's, I mean, those very, moments, very, very st- similar style, similar, I mean, similar drop of the shoulder, similar kind it, of rangey. And it's a testament to how, relatively speaking, of course, how compared to some other players, how well he's regarded and how well he was treated in the aftermath of this penalty miss, which mm. we'll come on to, because I think people realised certainly around this point and going into the semi that this is the guy who that if they're going to get anywhere in this tournament it's going yeah. to be down to him the and team they, just weren't firing were they yeah, and they, and they can't and they can't um, they can't really hold a grudge because mm. there was no way they'd be anywhere near the final without Badger and, no, that's, oh and that's the fact of the matter you know? the thing is and, and I understand what you're saying Pete when, when a lot of those kind of really talented mercurial type skillful players are compared to each other but Baggio had his moments that we remember. Mm. He, he had big yeah. moments in big games. Sadly, we'll, you know, the ultimate one is, is coming. But the lead up to that final, you know, so many, and, and then they were in the semi-finals. You know, the notorious slow starters, as you say, Jim, they were well in their groove now, thanks to Baggio. He dragged them through against Nigeria, got the goal against Spain, and then, then what happens? Two first-half goals against Bulgaria settle the tie. They go through 2-1. I mean, he was just sensational. Mm. The thing in that game as well that's often forgotten about is he actually pulled a hamstring, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so he, I think he played the final with a pain-killing injection. Right. He, and, he, and yeah, I, he was I, under uh, a lot of pain in the final. And by this and by this point, I think the other thing that plays into that and the way that the final is a bit of a damp squib and, 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 and there's probably a number of reasons for that is that this is the first tournament that I can really think of where the amount of travelling involved for the for the um, for the teams is mm. is actually quite extraordinary. I yeah. mean, Italy are playing the majority of their games in Foxborough, home of the New England Patriots. Now up in up in Massachusetts, um, they played the semi, I think, in New Jersey, which isn't too far away. But the final, of course, is in California. That's right. The, the final is played in Pasadena, California, in July. Uh, I think. <laughs> 12:30 p.m. local time. It was definitely in the, in the afternoon. Yeah, and um, a lot of I mean, you know, talk about Jack Charlton and the Irish players. The Irish players, they are not used. To, they weren't used to this type of temp. Mm-hmm. And, and the travelling involved, and the, and the, it's a bit of a shame because it produced a, a fairly average final. I think we can all agree. Yeah, and it also produced um, a group of players who. You know, Italy are without, uh, for the final, they're without Baresi. Oh, sorry, Baresi comes back for the final on one leg. I mean, he's pulled a meniscus in his knee in the first mm. game, yet he makes it back for the mm. final, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, they're without Tassotti and Costa Curta. Uh, Baggio's got this injury he's carrying. And all this travel's got to play a part in that. Yeah. And the decision to play the game so early on. So we, the reason we get to penalties in the first place is because this game is so tepid, because there's no other way. Well, Italy did defend well. I mean, Brazil were the only side that were really going to go on and win it. Yeah, but if you watch that final again... Mm. And compare it to, maybe it's not that helpful to compare it to the great finals. But if you were to do that, you'd be like, "This is a this the, the well, pace was, this game is being played at is very very dull." Well, it's the only the remains the only final in World Cup history not to have a goal in it. Um, it was the first one to go to penalties, of, of course, and subsequently we have had uh, another shoot, another final set on penalties. Uh, yeah, you're right; it wasn't a great game, and it was a shame that Badger was injured because this was. Possibly the best player in the world, one of the best players in the world, doing it on the biggest stage. 
and everyone was loving it. And I think even if Baggio had been walking around on one leg and had not been played, people would have been like, oh, come on, at least start him. Yeah, Bring yeah, him yeah. on for 10 minutes. Mm. Everyone loved the guy. Mm. Uh, he was just such a phenomenal player. Um, but the, the, the truth is, though, going back to what we were saying about the defensive stuff, Brazil were more likely to score and had a couple of uh, decent opportunities to do so. But it went to penalties. And the aforementioned Franco Baresi first took uh, for Italy. And he hit the ball over the bar. He and basically took exactly the same penalty as Baggio. Mm. Well, that's right. I mean, it was his last match for the Azurian. <coughs> and Barry Davis summed it up well by saying, what a sad moment for a great player. Oh, absolutely. It and was. And it was a shame to see Baresi kind of drop to his knees and, and, and so on. And there were a couple more misses in the shootout. Um, I think Marcio Santos missed for Italy and then Massaro, uh, sorry, for Brazil, then Marcio Santos missed for Who, who came closest to scoring in the um, in the semi, in, in the final itself? Though? Well, R- Romario had a chance. He missed a sitter. So yeah. I think Bebeto might have missed one as well. Mm. Um, it was, it was Brazil's to win. There really. was a chance in the first half where Pagliuca lets it go through his fingers and it bounces along and hits That's the post. Right. I think that was later on. I think that oh, was might it? have okay, been so in maybe in extra time. Um, it was certainly um, late. And Pagliuca gets the ball yeah. as a smile and kisses the post. Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> Before he kicks the ball out. It's a really yeah. nice moment. That's, would... that's why I love this tournament. Great like, presence yeah. of mind. I know it's not everybody's favourite tournament, but for me, it had all the kind of like... <sighs> these cool, good-looking dudes doing cool stuff. It was yeah. just like... And it was set in America. Yep. And back then, when you were yeah. a kid, everything about America is cool. It's exciting, the first indoor it? match yeah. at the <laughs> so finals. Yeah. But also, yeah. you, you had um, you know, you had Hadji and you had Stoichkov, these yeah. big characters. But like, these were players really who came out of and, nowhere, and, and, even and, though Stoichkov played for Barcelona. Yeah. Stoich, yeah. Stoichkov, <laughs> pit, Stoichkov pit Baggio to the World Party in 94, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. And, like, and Baggio's goal against Bulgaria, that that um, kind of roll and kind of smash it in the... In, well, kind of curling it in the corner. Mm-hmm. So, like in my mind, I, I, I for this show, I didn't go back and watch it. But every member of the Bulgarian team has male pattern baldness. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> yeah. and this sexy hairy man yeah. is just defeating male pattern baldness men. <laughs> Gone, yes, hair wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a taunt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, it was Brazil became the first nation to win the World Cup for a fourth time, but that was because in the shootout, it all went down to Roberto Baggio needing to score to keep Italy alive. Mm. He'd kept them alive, uh, you know, a couple of times previously in that tournament. And what did the commentator say as he steps up? Roberto Baggio, the saviour of Italy throughout mm-hmm. this tournament. That's mm. right. And he blazes mm. it over the bar. Hell of a run-up. Hell of a run-up. Yeah. a long old run-up. But it was so strange to see a player. I think that's. I think that for me was the first time when you see a player who you think's invincible, this guy's an absolute world beater. Mm. Yeah. Do something like that and you go, oh, he is just a man. And, and it's, it's and a I think, moment, isn't it? It's, Sorry, just after he misses, he just—he's a very calm. Yeah, he, he just, just a solemn bow and hits it in. Yeah. He doesn't it's punch Buddhist, the floor or anything. Well, quite, yeah. But you know, why? And this is a question a mere mortal like me would ask someone of Baggio. Why don't you just take the same penalty you took against Nigeria, where you smash it in off the off the post? Unsavable penalty. You've got the technique to do that. You've proven yourself to be, you know, probably the best player in a tournament. Why don't you just do that? Well, he, was, he, was, he was definitely going like top, <coughs> like top of the middle, wasn't he? he yeah. was trying to smash it, absolutely smash it, like, and 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 give the keeper no chance anyway. I think because the mm. keeper's always going to in a World Cup final, the keeper's always going to commit to one side or the other. I think, mm. and he just thought, well, the safest, th- probably the safest thing. I know I can do this. The safest thing is me smash it into the top. Of I the mean, guy. had he had he have scored, Brazil would have needed to just <laughs> score to win the game. Yeah, but of course. That may or may not have happened. We'll never know. We don't need to know because he missed. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> the, such a, a sad thing. It's a shocking moment. And, and um, history on the thir- on Thursday, the 31st of May at 9pm, have a documentary worth watching um, 
all these documentaries they're showing are they turn back the clock to relive memorable moments from football history, like revisiting key clashes and the biggest personalities and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Thursday, 31st of May at 9pm is seven goals that shot the world, which is worth checking out as well. Mm. The question I had for you, Marcus, and you, Jim, and you, Pete, is that if Baggio scores that penalty <clears throat> and, and Italy go on to win the tournament, are we sat here talking about Baggio the same way we talk about Maradona in 86? Mm. One of the greatest players of all time because he single-handed... I don't know why they agree with it in Maradona in 86, but it's certainly talked about. But I think you're close. Single-handedly taking a team well, to win a World Cup. And penalty, penalty shootouts unprecedented in the final anyway. You yeah. know, it, like, it didn't but do, do you think he would be talked about in such glowing terms? Well, quite that? possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he really did <sighs> drag him through a lot, especially in that game against Nigeria and in mm. Bulgaria. Um, I mean, Baggio finishes the tournament on five goals, one behind Stoichkov and Oleg Selenko. The golden ball goes to Romario. Baggio gets the silver ball. Mm. It was very much he was second. Yeah, and it's so gutting because, as you as you, it's a fair comment, Luke. How do you finish first? Everyone would have said that was the Roberto Baggio World Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, th- and this is a player, and the reason I think that's even more important, based on what we said earlier and what we know about the player, is that <clears throat> this is a player whose career, uh, more than any other. Um, uh, Italian footballer is defined by his performances in an Italy shirt. Italy is a young nation, a bit of a divided nation for for a long time until it was unified. Relatively recently, compared to mm. you know England or whatever, mm. <clears throat> just the other week. Yeah, Baggio's best moments are playing for Italy. He doesn't stay at any club long. Finally, wins the UEFA Cup with um, Juventus and Serie A with Milan and Juventus in two years running, two separate clubs. But he 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 was a player who was flourishes the best because we talked about earlier with tactics and the and the era of football he played in Italy where he is almost a big fish in a small pond. That's not meant as a criticism. You know, he goes to Bologna in 1997 as a fantastic um, time there and, and gets his... Um, I'm pretty sure he even gets recalled for the national team there. 98, he, he was back yeah, there. Because he has such a great ta- uh, season for Bologna. He goes... But after that, he gets a, he gets a uh, move from Bologna um, at the age of, I think, about 31 to back to, to, to Inter. Yeah. So he's then played for um, Juventus, Milan and Inter. Mm. But he never stays at these teams too long five years at Juve two years at Milan two years at Inter so Italy is um, is, the, is the place he is defined by which is also quite curious given that he only actually got 56 caps which is a lot yeah. but it's not yeah, it's yeah. not 100 for, for obviously status. <clears throat> absolutely well he um, said he said the penalty miss affected him for years and, and said it was easily the worst moment of his career of his incredible career uh, which is more than understandable we did see him at the World Cup again in 98 and he played in Italy's opener against Chile and scored a penalty and he described scoring that one as liberating which yeah. I think when he stepped up to take it I remember feeling nervous and I'm thinking oh I hope he scores yeah. I really hope he scores <laughs> even though I quite like that Chile side but um, but they went out in the quarterfinals to, to France and we wouldn't see him at another international tournament much to the ire of, of many Italy and uh, neutral fans and Brazil dedicated their win in 94 to Ayrton Senna who sadly died two and a half months earlier and he was a legend in the country mm. and fans apparently superstitious fans said the ghost of Senna made Baggio miss that penalty that's what <laughs> they talk about but, but you're right Marcus about the miss because Baggio actually said on a TV show relatively recently, I take that penalty with me always. There's nothing I can do about it. I always dreamed of playing in a World Cup final since mm. I was a little boy, but I never thought it would end like that. I still find it hard to accept what happened that day. However, it's helped me to stay humble because life is a continued challenge and you can't beat yourself up. Yeah, He was given a farewell match in 2004 against Spain by Italy manager Giovanni Trapattoni. He wore the number 10 with the captain's armband at the age of 37. That's how much he meant to the people of Italy. 2004, last game, he's given a send-off game. He wasn't picked for uh, the 2002 mm. squad. He wasn't picked for Euro 2000 either. Yet many years after, 
that he was given that that send off. Um, he there was talk of him um, because he did so well at Brescia in the last few years of his career. <clears throat> I remember, yeah, obviously it wasn't that long ago, a, a bit of a campaign. That's right for two thousand and four to get him in there. Mm. Um, so it's not too late. I mean, what age would he have been then? Well, we'd be thirty six or something like that. Yeah, from the Marcus Spellers of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get him oh, on no. that plane. Spellers still got the pace now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, he did have a real sort of Indian summer, didn't he? He mm. he retired. Um, he he went out on top. He was still a, an excellent player in that last sort mm. of period of his career. So it it wasn't sort of that out of the realms of possibility that he couldn't earn a call up. Yeah, very much so. <clears throat> yeah. But on well, the day well, in '94 at uh, the Rose Bowl, it was Dunga who uh, US Vice President Al Gore handed the trophy to, who then spouted off at a load of Brazilian journalists. Fitting end, indeed, indeed. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to our second of the Football Ramble World Cup specials in association with History. We've got three more of these World Cup specials, having now got two under our belts already. Uh, these five World Cup specials are brought to you by History, who, in celebration of the World Cup, are broadcasting 24/7 football documentaries for two weeks, starting on Monday, the 28th of May. You can watch History on Sky. Virgin, BT or Talk Talk. And why not check out Pele, Argentina and The Dictators, which is another one of their documentaries um, available on History, which goes out at 9pm on Wednesday, the 30th of May as well. Beautiful. Magical kicks. Yeah, that's wow. I can't believe we got through the whole thing and didn't do Robbie Badger's magical kicks. Truly... the, the, the most important legacy of the great most <laughs> the Roby greatest Badger. online flash game yeah, have ever. you got a flash game named after you then you're no bad no you exactly the divine ponytail there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time for another World Cup special Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.